Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm John McEnroe, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. I'm sitting in the Players' Restaurant at the moment, which on Saturday morning, with the blue sky above and a warm sun outside, is a very serene scene, actually. Not many people are in just yet. I can see Richard Krajicek's former coach, Rowan Gertzka. I can see John Fitzgerald, the former Australian uh, player and Davis Cup captain for many years. And I've just been wandering around, seeing people like Jamie Murray and Jamie Baker, the British players. And we're really getting ready for People's Saturday, Catherine, after a week one at Wimbledon, the likes of which I think we've never seen before. I mean, Wednesday in particular was just ridiculous, wasn't it? Yes, it was. The uh, the BBC's um, <clears throat> Today at Wimbledon Roundup programme uh, opened to the casualty theme music, which I thought was rather rather special. Um, yeah, day three was um, was pretty sensational. There's no um, no two ways about it. And, it. and it really sets things up for a fascinating week too, doesn't it? Because we, we, we just don't really know where it's going to go next. I mean, if, if, if you actually go through Wednesday, I mean, it was a big enough deal that it was slippery and people were falling over and dropping like flies. I mean, in terms of the amount of players that were pulling out, it, it, it seemed as though something was strange in the air. And then... We started to lose world number one after world number one. I think there were there were four world number ones that lost in the women's game. Oh, and then Roger Federer, seven-time champion, lost. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, to address the the, the slipperiness thing, I mean, you can't you can't expect to play the same kind of kind of tennis on grass that you play elsewhere. I mean, I, I think it I think it's great that grass has. Um, unique um, facets to it that you you know you not only have to adjust the way you hit the ball but the way you move um, obviously I don't want to see anybody injured on the grass but I think it adds to it if you know because not everybody was falling um, so I think you know if, if certainly do you think these tennis players have been a bit precious then? I do I do and I and a bit spoiled by sort of 10 years where grass has so resembled a hard court I suppose um, 
you know, 20 years ago, I don't, I don't think there would have been any grumbling about, about, um, I don't think there would have been so much slipping in the same circumstances because I think people, players would have been coming onto the grass expecting to have to change everything about the way they play tennis. And the other interesting thing about, um, you know, it's sort of a separate thing, all the withdrawals due to injury, you know, okay, some of those injuries, Victoria Azarenka sustained by slipping on the grass, but, but a lot of them were just, you know... Um, withdrawals prior to the matches and quite you know in in previous times when that would have happened you'd have got a chorus of cries about about the season being too long and everybody's just playing too much tennis but now with the advent of of um what we think is going to happen this indian premier league and uh, the number of players that have said they'll they'll play in that it's simply not possible to have that same um cry for um, a shorter season, is it? Which is a very interesting shift in, in the world of tennis, I think. Catherine Whittaker comes out fighting on the middle Saturday of Wimbledon. Opinionated as ever. Fantastic. i tell you what, we've got a, a, an interesting few matches today. If I look at the top half of the women's draw, I've got the, that out in front of me, Catherine. Serena Williams is up against Kimiko Date-Crum, who's 42 years of age. Sabine Lezicki is up against Sam Stosa. And uh, Laura Robson is playing Marina Irakovic, which prompted, I think, one of the most world-class sun headlines that I think I've ever read this morning. Absolutely sensational headline. It read like this. Disgraceful. Blazers dump Princess Laura on court two. Well, I have to say, <clears throat> loathe as I am to agree with the sun, I, said, <laughs> I, I do share the sentiment of that headline. So were you shouting at the Blazers when you, when you heard that order of play? Um, I wasn't shouting at all. I, I, was, I was raising an eyebrow, shall we say. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was too, actually, to be honest. I, 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 I don't really get it. I mean, you know, I, I'm well aware that they're not seeded, but still, you know, she's the story of, the, of this stage of the tournament, and, and really, I also isn't don't she, think in, in the women's draw? To put draw. her on court one or centre would be particularly parochial or, you know, particularly Brit-biased. I mean, to everybody in the game... She's an extremely exciting... She's barely even in the prospect category anymore. She's, she's beating top players. For me, I mean, this might not be saying too much because I think the chances are utterly minuscule for everybody. For me, Laura Robson has as much chance of beating the champion-elect Serena Williams as anyone. Anybody left yeah, in the Yeah, I'd say you're right there. They, they, they could play each other in the quarterfinals. That's the, the way the schedule opens up. And I think, to be honest, she, she wouldn't say so, but... I think that Laura Robson would actually be pretty disappointed if she didn't manage to make it. However, Sabine Lezicki or Samantha Stosa are probably two other players with the sort of firepower, Catherine, who might, might cause Serena Williams some problems. Just possible. I mean, I would bet no money on it, whatever. I mean, Stosa has an appalling record on, on grass. This is the best she's ever done at Wimbledon. Hey, hold on. She thrashed Serena Williams in the US Open final on, two years on ago. On hard courts. I was making a comment about her performance on grass, which up until now has been... Um, it perhaps should have been better than, than it has been, but she is, you know, she has no grass court pedigree at all. Lisicki does. Um, you know, I remember the year when she beat Maria Sharapova and her smile was plastered across all of the papers, but I just... I give them... 
0.01% chance against Serena, I'm afraid. I really, I really do think... I'd love it if you were a bookie, <laughs> you'd give some fantastic odds. I really do think that it's, it's a foregone conclusion, and if I had to pick anybody... To beat her, well, it's not I would a pick Laura conclusion. What are you talking I think about? How can you say it's a foregone conclusion, conclusion as there's ever been in tennis? How can you say it's a foregone conclusion when a Serena Williams lost in the first round of the French Open last year when we were saying it was a similar because it was conclusion. the French and Open B, and it was a year lost, ago. We've, and because B, we've lost five world number ones from the women's draw already. We've lost Roger Federer, who hasn't lost before the quarterfinals in 36 Grand Slam tournaments, and he lost in the second David, round. David, this David, is a David, weird you're Wimbledon. Things that have no, no, bearing no on there's Serena something in Williams the air. Performance at Wimbledon this year, absolutely no bearing. Some some of the things you listed. Did you did you not her. see the match with Caroline Garcia? Yes, I did actually. And she lost. She won six three six two, but she was pushed in that match. There were there were moments six, three, in that six, match two that were competitive. Is what counts as somebody pushing Serena Williams? She was utterly within herself. Utterly, she barely needs to try. I'm afraid that's ridiculous. Of course she, of course she needs to try. That's, I, I, that's I, do, I think it's statement. as much of a foregone conclusion as there has ever been in tennis. Well, I, th- I think you're well over egging that particular pudding, personally, and uh, and I think uh, I think there's a lot more to, T- tell, to tell me who's going to be winning Grand Slams than that. I don't listen. She's the favourite. There's no question. She's the favourite, but she's not the favourite to the level that you're suggesting she is. To suggest that it's a foregone conclusion and that the people have as 0.01% of, of a chance. As much of a foregone conclusion as there has ever been in tennis. It's, it's actually well. Not sh- uh, more of a foregone conclusion than Rafael Nadal winning some of his French Opens. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I stand by that. Yeah, I do. Okay, okay, and we might have to revisit this in a week's time. We might, and I would, and I would <laughs> welcome that. I'd love to see Laura Robson beat her. I'd love to see uh, off the top of my issue in the same half of the draw as Sloane Stevens. I mean, I don't think Sloane Stevens uh, would have a whiff of a chance. She is not, no. Sloane Stevens is in the bottom half. She's playing... Actually, here's an interesting one, Catherine. Uh, our uh, special guest of last week, uh, Ben Rothenberg, from the New York Times, has actually said that he thinks Petra Chutkowska, who plays Sloane Stevens today, is going to make the final. OK. He does like to be controversial, doesn't he? She's playing very well, apparently. I mean, I, I did speak to David Felgate a couple of days ago because Chutkowska beat his uh, pupil, Donna Vekic, 6-3-6-1 in the first round and then smashed away past Caroline Wozniacki, 6-2-6-2. So she's clearly in form. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I haven't seen enough of her to make a, a really informed decision. Uh, but, but I'll keep an eye out for her today against Sloane Stevens. Uh, we'll just have a little look at the, the men's draw. So, we, so you, what do you think? Do you think we'll get that Laura Robson-Serena quarterfinal? Uh, I really think we should, yeah. I, off the top of my head, I, can't, I, I remember hearing who, if should she get past Zirakovic today, who Laura's She would fourth. play either either Kaya Kanepi or Alison Riske. Risk, yeah. Well, I stand by that Risk. then, yes. I think she, she I, I, I'm expecting a quarter quarterfinal against Serena Williams. Okay, so who's going to come through the carnage, the debris of the men's draw, Catherine, in which we started out thinking that Andy Murray had a difficult draw with a Songa quarterfinal and a winner of Nadal and Federer in the semis. He's not going to have to play any Ooh. of those. He's got either Mikhail Yushny or Viktor Troitschki, uh, and then he's got one of Gulbis, Vadasco, Monaco or De Shepa. 
and then he's his highest ranked opponent in the semi-final segment is Jerzy Jerzy Janowicz. Yeah, well, as as much of as much as there is talk of all this carnage in uh, in that half of the draw, and obviously it was an extraordinary day, I still think it has no bearing at all on uh, on who's going to be in the final. At the start of the tournament, I thought it'd be a Djokovic Murray final, and I still think it will be now. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it'll just make. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean they they won't be good matches, but it just makes you know the potential quarters and semis slightly less mouth-watering uh, prospects than they would have been had Federer, and Nadal, Songa, and and the rest of them uh, remained in the draw. Um, but yeah, for me, it doesn't change who's going to be there on on the last day. Is it more of a foregone conclusion that? Uh Murray reaches the final or Serena Williams wins the title that Serena Williams wins the title okay I'm not going to win this am I well let's see in a week's time Uh, we've got some questions Catherine uh, on Twitter from our listeners can can I run a few of these please do let's see let's see which result this is from you jewellery isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. McQueen, which result was the bigger upset, Federer or Nadal's? Uh, Federer, absolutely. Federer. I mean, it's a run of 36 quarterfinals in a Grand Slam yeah no you're right there actually I, I, I'm completely with you there uh, Shaheen Ashraf says please please give me some hope that Rog- Roger Federer is not finished as a Grand Slam force 
Well, I'll give you some hope, Shaheen. Roger Federer is still, on his day, at his very top level, the most talented tennis player in the world, on this planet. He, he's still capable of attaining levels of tennis that nobody else can touch. He showed that in the Wimbledon final just 12 months ago, just 12 months ago, in which he was behind against Andy Murray, and then he rose, he soared, and he produced a level of tennis that even Andy Murray, at his best, could not live with. So... It's, it's very much uh, doable for Roger Federer, provided he stays fit to be able to contend for Grand Slam titles. Will he ever win another one? I'm not sure. I think he could win this title one more time, but I think it's probably the only one that he can win. Catherine Whitaker, what do you think? I think I agree um, with, with pretty much everything you said, but I think if Federer doesn't think absolutely that he can win another Grand Slam title, I think he would retire. Um, I, he, you know, he he's not in it. He was to, pretty adamant, to make up wasn't he? That it used to, he, no, I agree. He was pretty adamant that he he has many more years left in him in his press conference. But but I suspect that's because wonder. he I mean, believes is, he has many more Grand Slams left in him. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time he's lost uh, a a second round match in. 10 years and more so that, that that's why it was such a chastening experience for him but still you know he, uh, we, we think he's got something left in him but I, I wonder how many more of those he could take that's that's all I would say now uh, we have um, a question here from Daniel uh, DMM12345 is his uh, Twitter handle he says are you enjoying the chaos for a change uh, in terms of the fact that we've got different names around, or would you prefer that people kept to the seedings and and we had all those four in the the, the, the sort of you know Djokovic, Murray, Federer, and Nadal as per usual? Which what do you think, Catherine? Uh, well, it's the old adage of you know a good and exciting first week makes for a, a less good second week, and um, and vice versa. So. I mean, although Wednesday was utterly thrilling, um, and you know that air of anything can happen is is um, gripping. Um, I don't think anybody can claim not to be disappointed that we won't be seeing Federer versus Nadal, Murray versus Sunga in the quarterfinals. I can. I'm not. I'm not disappointed. I, I've I've enjoyed it. And uh, yes, and enjoyed like it this week, we but next w- week. No, no, let me finish. I enjoy the fact that we can actually see some different names at the sharp end of tournaments now and find out whether people can actually come through. I mean, Jerzy Jerzy Janowicz is the perfect case in point there. Here's a guy who promised a lot at the end of last year when he reached the final of the Paris Indoors. And only now is he producing the sort of performances. I mean, yesterday he beat Nicolas Almagro in straight sets. He's He's got a chance of making the semis here, and I think it would be great for the sport if he were to do so. And you know what? I think he will. Fair enough. I, I agree that it would be great for the sport, but I think it would also be great for the spectators to see a Federer and Nadal quarter-final. But <clears throat> I, don't, well, I, I don't think we're so, disagreeing. I think, I think we're just um, making two separate points. There we go. So we're disagreeing. Uh, so Mike Frost says, uh, <laughs> "Oh dear, this one could run and run. Should men and women get equal prize money?" 
Can we? Should we do a whole podcast on that, perhaps, rather than? Yeah, we will. Let's 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 just park that one, Mike. I, I want to carry on getting on with Catherine, so let's <laughs> just park that one. Although, although I should actually say, yes, they should. There's my short answer. They should get equal prize money. Uh, C- just, could I say that I don't feel so categorical about it? My answer isn't no, they shouldn't. But I suspect that I don't feel so categorical about it as you do. Oh, really? You think that you think that there should not be equal prize money? Oh, are we getting into this now? Well, if you're going to start it, I mean, I thought I was going to. No, be on your side. let's do a let's do a podcast special on it. My short answer is, Blimey. I think yes, they should, but with qualifications. Well, I don't understand what qualifications you need. Well, the, the qualification you need that you're a human being and that you should get the same as as everybody else. We're getting into it, David. Well, let's do a, let's do a special. <laughs> Let's let, let's do a cliffhanger for our listeners. Get them to tune in next time. Okay, next time on the tennis podcast, <laughs> Catherine and David equal prize money or not? Uh, right. Well, AJD says who will make it out of the lower half of the women's draw? I think we've already discussed that a little bit, mm. haven't we? Because we we mentioned Chitkovska as uh, as Ben Rothenberg's suggestion. I think I'm just going to have a little look at this now. Bottom half of the the women's draw. This is your lineup, Catherine. Monica Puig, Eva Bernova, Sloane Stevens, Petra Tchaikovska, Myron Bartley, Karin Knapp, Petra Kvitova, uh, or Katerina Makarova, Carla Suarez Navarro, Kirsten Flipkins, and Flavia Panetta. My word, that is a really open section. Marion Bartley I mean, it really stands out be. for me. It should be Petra Kvitova to, to, to win, but she just hasn't been she in a great so form unconvincing. in the world. Um, yeah, yeah Marion Bartoli stands out for me there. She's obviously reached yeah, the final yeah. here. Sloane Stevens, obviously, but she's up against Chekovska, so they can't both progress. Um, yeah, it's not it's not star-studded, is it? <laughs> No, it's not. I tell you what. I think we've only got time for a couple more questions uh, before play starts. So we'll just uh, come through. There's so many questions coming, Catherine. I think we've had about fifty questions. And I've, I've got one point um, I would like to make in, in any other business. Oh dear, segment. I'm getting a bit worried. Here we go. Hetty Knox, Catherine says, "What's happening to the tennis podcasts, Grigor Dimitrov?" Oh well, this, out this in the is early where rounds. my point lies. So uh, thank out you, in the early rounds to the relatively unknown Gregor Zemya and uh, I was actually commentating on that match yesterday um, and I have to say he was beaten fairly and squarely by a man who just held himself together better in trying conditions and Grigor Dimitrov Could has I, a huge amount to prove. I agree I think it was poor from, from Dimitrov I am not denying that however you say Zemya held himself together in the conditions he was serving first in the fifth set. I can tell you it's a heck of a lot easier to hold yourself together when you're serving first than when you're serving second. Oh, come on. You know, I know we love the guy, but... Uh, no, let's no, not, I've said this before about here. other players. Do you deny that, that it is not easier to hold yourself no, together? I, I, don't, I don't, Catherine, but how many times can one, one keep defending the guy? No, he's, I agree. He's I, lost, I, I, I he's lost that early. I'm not defending him. It was poor. You know, if he really is a contender he, he to lost, be a Grand Slam he champion, he needs to be able to deal with serving second in a fifth set. However... He, lo- he lost without a whimper However, at, uh, at uh, the, uh, the French Open. He was, he was poor at we're Queen's, and now he's lost in the second round of Wimbledon. David. We're making two different points. I don't disagree. I'm not making a point about Dimitrov. I'm making a point about the unfair advantage that serving second, serving first in a fifth set gives somebody. 
if you want to be, a, you know, true champions, should have that extra something to be able to counteract that disadvantage of serving second. However, it is an undeniable advantage. Well, it is. All right, I'll give you that. Okay, well, here's another quick follow-up to that. Do you still believe in Dimitrov? Do you still believe we have a Grand Slam title winner before us? Yeah, I do, because I can't cope with the the tragedy that it'll be if I stop believing, because the thought of that wasted talent um, would keep me up at night, and I darn well hope it would keep him up at night as well. So I have to still believe for the sake of my sanity. (laughs) <laughs> Her final question, Vikesh says, do you remember the last Grand Slam tournament that was so injury and upset laden as this one? Well, I mean, I think for me, uh, for me, it would have to be the 2002 Australian. Wimbledon no. in which, um, uh, in which uh, both, Mar- well, Marit Safin, Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras and Roger Federer all lost before the second round. Um, yeah. And uh, and there was the wonderful headline from the, the Daily Mirror, which said, "Come on, Timbo, but choke now, and we will never forgive you." Mm. He loves that headline now, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves telling the story of that headline. He does. Uh, Two thousand and two Australian Open as well, worth a mention when Henman was actually the, the highest seed left in at the fourth round stage. Um, and Thomas Johansson yeah. went on to win that one. He did, yeah. No, that's right. Well, it could be one of those. You never know, but Catherine's poured cold water on that from a, a men's point of view. She thinks it's going to be a Murray-Jokovic final. Do you disagree, so then? I. Not I, I, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I think it's. I think it is... It's going to take a monumental effort from anybody. I think the thing is, for somebody like Janowicz, it would be a huge achievement to get to the semi-finals, and, yeah. and anybody else in that section, it would be a huge achievement to then expect them to 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 find another gear, which you would need to do to actually beat Andy Murray in the semis. I just don't think that that is doable, or, or it is doable. I don't think it's likely. Agreed. Let's put it like that. Agreed. And in, in the other half of the draw, I think the, there are threats to, to Novak Djokovic. Tommy Haas has beaten him before here in 2009, and Juan Martin Del Potro beat him earlier this year in Indian Wells, and on his day can beat anybody. But I still think that Djokovic is too savvy, personally. Agreed. So there we are. We, 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 we agree, Catherine. I don't know why we bothered nice, with the podcast. Nice we agree on everything. It's nice to on a positive. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, enjoy, enjoy the tennis, everybody, wherever you're listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy Saturday's order of play if you're, if you're watching that. If you're listening on Middle Sunday, you have a wonderful Monday to look forward to with all of the, the last 16 matches, both men and women, played in the same day. It has to be the best ticket in tennis anywhere in the world. So enjoy week two, whatever you're doing, and we'll try and come back on and speak to you once it's all over.